podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You know it. Well, you say no, that, but there's stop been it, a... mate. Hello everybody, my name's James, welcome to another Planet FPL Clash of the Correspondents and this week we're looking forward to an encounter in Game Week 24 between two teams hovering near the foot of the table but only one's really hovering, the other one's not really hovering at all. Let me first introduce you to our Luton Town Correspondent, Dan Ashby, hey Dan. Hi James, hi Tomo, yeah I'm, I'm... I'm doing well. Absolutely bonkers week for Luton, scoring eight goals. Um, yeah, the game at St James's, I'm sure we'll get on to it. Yeah, absolutely bonkers. Uh, it was also a bit bonkers at Bramall Lane. Let me introduce you to our Sheffield United correspondent, Ben Tomo Thompson. How are you, Tomo? I've been better, I think, but thanks for having me. Have you been worse? <laughs> uh, Castle was worse, I think. Slightly. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it was, you, you were probably fearing the same, though, on Saturday, weren't you? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was Watkins' captain, so I was... I was. I, was I mean, I, I, I did say it on the main podcast, which you guys won't have uh, heard yet, because we are pre-recording this on Monday. But, uh, yeah, Tom, I told everyone that you wanted to tell every man and his dog to captain Watkins at the weekend. So you knew what was coming. That in itself is alarming, isn't it, Tomo? Yeah, it was pretty scary. That first like twenty minute spell, I was just, yeah, I don't know, just wasn't good. Um, I wasn't expecting this on Wilder. Just no, wasn't expecting. No, so you know what are you gonna do? No, we'll come back onto that. Um, Dan, your team is, as you said, flying. Um, I do want to get onto them, but I'm also keen to have a little quick chat about. FFP slash PSR because we've had on COTCs recently a lot of opinion from clubs who feel like they may be being restricted or shut down. You two both got promoted with barely a pot of pissing for different reasons. Dan, how do you feel about it? I I feel it's a it's about time that the Premier League um started to act on overspending. I think um, the Premier League clubs and fans have been a bit mollycoddled with um, like rules and regulations where you look in the EFL, they they don't hesitate to put points uh, points put, uh, reductions on on teams. I, I know it seems harsh, and I, I think there's a case of how many points it is, um, but I also feel like a fine's just not enough because. They're spending reckless anyway, or they have been the last few teams, a uh, few years. So they need punishment. They, could, I, I'm not overly convinced the transfer ban would work either, because you'll just get a point where they'll just go mad, sign loads of players, and then for a year or two they they won't worry about it. So I think points deductions are fair. I think there's an argument about how much um, Everton's. Is it fair for them to get it two times this year? Probably not. But then Leicester and Leeds fans will be like, well, they should have got it last year and they'd have gone down. So, um, yeah, I can see an argument of from Everton's point of view how it is a bit harsh, but 
they've agreed to it that they've done something wrong. Like, and it's clear and obvious that they have done. Forest are, are just a basket case. Like, they've signed 40-odd players. They're still signing players in this January. Or I know some have been, been on loans. What, what are they on? The fifth keeper in 18 months? Four right-backs, four left-backs? Like, you've got to recruit better than that. And I think what will happen in the long time is teams that um, will get an organic growth of well-run clubs like Brighton, um, even Tottenham, to, to be fair, you with the Kane thing. Cheers, um, you can come back Villa. in. Yeah, um, Brentford. Um, I, I think if Luton stay up the way we, we recruit, it will help us out massively. So, yeah, I, I know a lot of Premier League fans won't like it, but I think it's the right way to go. I'd, I'd also like to say that um, in the Championship, for example, they have... Um, when a club goes into administration, it's 12 points. Like it, it's there and there, it's written in the rules, it's 12 points. I'd like something like that. I think that's where, a lot of the argument from Everton fans, isn't it? Like you're coming up with your rules yeah. mid-season, which is fair. Yeah. I, I would like hopefully in the year or two for them to go, if you fail this over fr- three months, automatically six points. So like clubs sort of know where they are. Um, and then, um, yeah, there might be like the scale from there where if, if you spend like a ridiculous amount, it might go up to seven or eight, but you then get, get rid of a process of, of, of like one process of appeal because they automatically know it's six points. So you don't go through the thing of, Oh, how much is it going to be? And things like that. You're, you're automatically on that, that, that scale. Um, I think that would also, because we, we've got the system where now where, um, like the season could be finished, and say I Everton and Forest get points deductions, Luton might finish three points ahead of of one of them, and then they go yeah and you, you, get, you get four down. points back yeah so yeah. I think over time I think it's that they're going in the right direction, but it's got to be a bit a bit clearer. that's a mess I've spoken a lot I mean yeah. I, I, the two clubs are going to find out the punishment in April with a potential appeal that will be resolved after the season finishes. Like, that's a joke. Yeah. That... Well, it, it could be corrupt, couldn't it? Like like I said, if, if a team stays up and then suddenly, hang on a minute, we're giving you four points back rather than three is... Yeah. Mm. I, like, overall, I think it's the right way to go about it, but it, it's got... A, a, cyn- got a, a cynic flaws. would say, Dan, that Luton Town is probably the club that's going to benefit most from deductions to Everton and Forest. What would you say yeah. to that? But you you can, we've had thirty points deducted before. Oh, I know you have. Yeah, so um, like <laughs> you could also turn it where Leeds and Leicester, Leicester would be in the Premier League now. Yeah, because sure. they purposely didn't spend money. Wolves haven't spent money because they knew they were going to hit. So, yeah, is there that? Especially... Is there a we've come up and been sensible? Yeah, Bollocks to like, you, kind of, basically. Well, well, Luton have come up. We've spent 20, 25 million. Forrest has spent close to probably 10 times that amount. Like, it's... I'm, I know Forrest are a bigger club. They're going to spend more money. Like, I don't have a problem with that. But it's the recklessness. They haven't needed to spend this money. It's, pretty, it's in the rules. You have to, by June the 30th, 
you have to that's when your accounts are done you've got to sell that player you've got to sell Brennan Donson for a loss yeah it was Everton's original argument with Richarlison which didn't stand up that's exactly. why I don't think the Brennan Johnson one will will necessarily yeah. stand up either Tomo what's your your opinion as a as a Blades fan on this um very similar to Dan I think it's uh I just find it very tough for promoted teams now. And I think that gap's going to increase more and more year over year now. Obviously, Leicester's going to be a different story, right? Because they're a mid-table premiership club as it is right now, yeah. the players they have. But like we said, we've probably spent, similar to Dan, 20, 25 million. Um, how can you compete? But you the lost your way... two best players as well. And we lost two best players. And so let's say we go down and we get bought out by a billion, a billionaire and we come back up, we're going to have to spend... 200 million at least to compete next, you know, the following season. 100, 200 million. I'm telling you, because we don't, right now, I don't think we have a premiership player right now. We've been in the premiership three out of four years, and I don't think we own a premiership player. We have but good championship players. That's in the fault yeah. of, um, considering you've been up and down, that, that yeah. that's the fault of the model of the club and in terms of its investment, right? If you're saying the, yeah. none of the players there are good enough. For Premier League level, I wouldn't quite subscribe to that. By the way, Tom, I think that's particularly. Well, hard. I mean, I, I think just looking at them, I, I, you know, and like Dan said, you know, maybe that second season, like we we had the amazing season, finished ninth, and then you know, bought the wrong players, went straight back down. It's uh, it's tough. You got to get it right year over year. Um, our recruitment's not good enough, uh, but I just see that gap getting bigger and bigger and bigger as we go on now. Unless you, something happens. You, your club nearly went into administration last year, right? Despite yeah. Despite getting yeah. promoted. Yeah. So, yeah, we've used you two as a, a case model all season to say, like, look, <laughs> you guys can't spend. And for different reasons, I know, Dan, in, in your case, it's very much about the forward thinking of the club and in terms of the new stadium and stuff. Whereas, Tomo, for you, obviously, you, you absolutely need the change of ownership, right? Yeah, we definitely do. Um, and we just refuse to spend future earnings. We're not going to spend those parachute payments this time like we did last time. You know, we had those payments for Brewster and Burge that got us into administ- administration last time. We're not going to do that this time, which I'm totally for. I don't want to do that next season and be looking. It's not fun. You know, last season, we were, when we came up, we were clearly second and I was always worried about 12-point deduction. If something happens, you just don't know. So I don't want to worry about that. I guess you're sitting there hoping Everton and Forest, Tomo, get a point, massive points deduction. Does that give you a chance? No. Even with that? <laughs> I can't Even see if they both got ten, 10 points off and would basically yeah. be level with you, no chance staying up? No, I can't see us getting to 20 points. Oof. Maybe we do. Maybe we get some games at the end of the season where you know teams are on the beach and we win a couple. But... I think it'll be very similar points to all. Maybe we get to 20, 21, 22, but I can't see us. I just want to get three more points on the board to get past Derby right now, to be honest. Yeah, but like if Everton and Forest both got deducted 10 points, it might even be that it's like 25 points or something. So like enough. I mean, Dan, for you, yeah. if, if Everton and Forest did legitimately get another 10 points taken off, you're definitely staying up, aren't you? Well, so now, especially with how we're playing, I think without the points deductions uh, more importantly for forest um i think it's 50 50 at the minute what whether you'd stay up yeah 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 do you feel it's probably uh, do you expect everton to to pull through then basically 
I'm not sure. I'm not sure because I, I th it's weird because I think they'll get some of these first 10 points back, but then they'll get hit again. So they might only end up with 10 points. I think they'll go a bit soft on them with the set, the second penalty because it's twice in a year. Whereas it, I think Forrest won't, will probably end up if he properly maybe five or six points. And I, I think over the rest of the games, we'll probably be able to match Forrest. I think to, what we've seen say. over the last uh, month to six weeks or so has changed a lot of people's opinions on Udana. I include myself in that. I, I very much fought all the way through, really, until basically you played Chelsea, and then I think things really changed for you. I always thought Burnley was the was the most likely if they could stop being stupid, basically defensively. That's not really happened. And the quality level of your performance is not just the results. It's the quality of performances you began to put in has really changed the narrative. What is it specifically over this period that's that's really changed and meant that people are now sitting there saying, yeah, I, I think Luton really can stay up? So, um, first of all, I think the last time I came on, it was just before the Liverpool at home game. And the game before Ross Bartley had just got in into the side, he'd got come back fit. Um, and although we lost, we had a lot of these tough home games: Liverpool, Arsenal, um, Man City. Our performances were really quite encouraging. We didn't get hammered. We we were scoring goals. Um, you could probably argue we should have probably got two or three more points. We conceded late against Liverpool and Arsenal. Um, and I just think, um, like, confidence grew. We obviously, at that time, were playing 5-4-4-1. We brought in Townsend as well, who was able to give us a bit more control. Um, Adebayo came in for Morris. I, I don't know what it was, but Morris just didn't look right. I don't know if he was injured or something. Um but we were able to sort of play through the lines a bit more. And um, especially on the counter, we were causing teams problems. And then, like you mentioned, since the, the Chelsea game, I know we lost, but the second half performance, Edwards was quoted, that's the best um, one of my sides has ever played. And we, we basically went uh, Ogbené right wing back, Doughty left wing back. Um, more like wingers bought, weren't they just stayed up yeah but yeah so that's basically what it is is they're basically we're a lot more attacking and the, the reason for that is Barkley and, and Lukonga's come back from injury they're able to dictate games so we're able to progress up the pitch a lot more um, and in the last couple of weeks we brought in uh, Morris again he's sort of playing left wing uh, out of possession and Jordan Clark who who was injured um he it's weird he's, he started his career as a winger um in the lower leagues and more recently was playing as a center mid um but he, he's quite good on the ball with he, at keeping hold of the ball uh, so basically it's just allowing us to get up the pitch more um like you mentioned uh, Bene is basically and Dowie are basically playing as wingers, and we sort of attack with five and yeah. defend with five. We've still got the three centre backs I mean, rather than five for one. It feels more like sort of three four two one now. Yeah, um, and, that, and that's all because of Lukonga and Bartley being able to 
to break through lines and dictate games. Um, yeah, we obviously, Kabore went to the AFCON and um, Bene dropped in at right wing back, whereas at the start of the season, he was playing in the front three. Um, and he's been, well, he's the quickest player in the league. Um, and anyone watched him against Amber. you seen Mickey van der Ven, Dan? Look at the top speeds. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, yeah, I felt sorry for Dan Burn at the weekend, bless him. He was, you know, the, the old knock it round him and go, but yeah, Benny was, was doing right. that, giving him five yards head start and still getting round him. So, yeah, we're just in a, a lot better place. Tomo, do you fancy getting anything on Saturday? No, no. I I don't see us getting anything on Saturday. I, I watched um, Lewin-Newcastle game and I was, again, very impressed with Lewin. Um, you know, and I talked to Dan before the season, I, I had them staying up. I Looking at the three teams coming up, I just thought, you know, Lewin had a style of play. They were going to build on that style of play and that's what they've done. They basically took what they did last season, built on it, added good pieces, they've hit on all their, on all their players like Ross Barkley and I mean, they're a good team. You got to blame them. They they kind of remind me of you know, our Wilder team that came up to some extent um, the first time. Um, yeah, I mean, that first season you played better football than you were given credit, and Luton are doing that now as well. Where did they, I think yeah. there's a perception Dan that you kind of all set pieces and stuff like that, and that still exists. But the actual football that you're playing, you know, if they look at the goals at the weekend, is yeah. it's very different. And and you you were the same time with the overlapping centre backs yeah. and and the like, right? You were better to watch than people give you credit. One major yeah. difference is though, even in that year, you did really well. You didn't score a huge number of goals. You win a lot yeah. of games, one nil, two one, and stuff. Yeah. Your team, Dan, we're scoring goals for fun, right? Yeah, it's like I said, when we attack, we're attacking with five players. Our wing backs are going forward, maybe even six. You've obviously got Clark and Morris. Uh, we've got two proper strikers on the pitch when we attack. Uh, Bartley's breaking through uh, as well. So when we attack, we're, we're going for it. Um, they left us a bit open at times in the Newcastle game, which consider, I'm a bit worried considering that we've got tricky away games. Um, I think we might hopefully rein it in a bit and hit him more on the counter. But yeah, for us to score eight goals in in a week is is ridiculous. And Those tricky away games, just looking at, I, I presume you're referring to after the March international break. I'm just looking, it's at Tottenham in 30, Arsenal in 31, at Man City in 33. Um, I presume that's what it's in relation to specifically. I mean, Liverpool away as, as part of the double and a yeah. rearranged game, I, I guess kind of a little bit with bones, but that real chunk there where you've got Bournemouth at home in the middle of that, you might even have an additional fixture with Bournemouth again as well at, at that time as well. does kind of lead in nicely to the FPL conversation because if you do play in 29, if you do double in 28, on top of doubling in 25, should we be steaming in here, Dan? I don't know about steaming. I haven't had. I still haven't had Doughty. So um, that's proper. I think, I think there's. I think there's probably three or four you can go to. I think Kaminsky. Um, I'm not sure how many clean sheets we're going to do, but I, I think he's proved he's he's a decent shot stopper. Pretty, yep, like pretty him. competent. 
Um, obviously, Doughty's the defender to go for. Um, I think there's less chance of him going to right wing back now. We've got Ogbené, uh, Kabore's back from Afcon, and we, we signed uh, Hashioka um, as well. So Just, just quickly yeah. on him, what's the expectation on him? Because he's coming at 4.0 as well, isn't he? Yeah, so um, they seem to be taking it slow. He he travelled with the squad, um, but he wasn't even on the bench. I, I don't think there's a rush to to get him involved. So, yeah, he, he can play as well as right-sided centre-back. But I... Ben is playing too well at the moment, isn't he, to, yeah. to piss about but, with that? Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, I wanted to get Ben back into the front three. And I'm, I'm not saying we won't do that maybe in in some of the, the tricky away games yeah. where we bring in, in a Kabore or, and put him in the front three. But yeah, especially at home games, he's he's, he, well, he's, a, he's a winger playing wing back. Um, and if we're attacking, we want more attacking players on the pitch. Um, going into midfield, Barkley. Yeah, he, one of the best midfielders in the league quite comfortably this year. I've seen him dominate or be the best centre mid against Arsenal, Liverpool, twice against Newcastle, handled himself well against Man City. Um, yeah, he, he's not on a lot of set pieces. Doubt he's on a lot of them, but he's he's got a he scored and assisted from winning a header at at a corner and this season. And you'll see um, in the Newcastle game his ability to transition from a. a more defensive midfielder and run with the ball. He's, he's always been a really up. good ball carrier. Yeah, he's he's going to have opportunities for assists or or goals as well. Right, one of his criticisms, even kind of his peak spells at Everton, we used to criticise him on his decision making. I mean, if you look yeah. at the, the the two goals, the one he ends up scoring himself, and obviously Adebayo's goal at the weekend, the timing of the decision at the end is really good. Shows actually a bit yeah. more composure and experience than perhaps the. He had when he originally broke through with Everton and got into the England squad quite quickly. It's a remarkable turnaround, actually. I I watched him at Tottenham in a friendly last year when he was at Nice, and yeah. you'd have just thought his career is just going to disappear into nothingness. He never stood out that night or anything. The turnaround. Who, who's who's the main factor in that? Is it Edwards himself? It's probably given that yeah, license think... to be himself. Yeah, he. Obviously, I think I think you read on on Twitter and people who haven't watched a lot of Luton, they they seem to think he's still playing like a ten role. He's not. He's basically um, he's playing alongside Lukonga quite deep, and he, he's basically a quarterback now. He he picks the ball up, switches it to a Ben or Doughty. He, he has the ability to knock it past a player and, and travel with the ball. It's yeah, it's um, he's a completely different player than what he was as as a kid growing up. So, yeah, it's like I mentioned, I, I know people laugh when I, I've said it or mentioned it, that he's been one of the best centre-mids in the league and the England call-up. But if you're looking at deeper for the England team, Henderson, Phillips is still having a nightmare. Obviously, Declan Rice goes. He, he has to be in with a shout. There's, there's no player like Barkley. Well, I've seen the last six weeks. I'd say, yeah, actually, you should be in consideration. Yeah. I'll be honest. When people first mentioned it, I was like, "Shut up!" To be honest, like yeah, that, that's yeah. gone. But actually, the way it's performed the last six weeks, and you know the comparison of players you're using there, and you look at 
how Phillips has settled at West Ham, you do think, yeah, actually, should we be looking at this again? I think it's there to be debated now, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Adebayo, the standout up front, I take it. Yeah, he's the first choice now. Like, like I mentioned, he's he's playing through the middle. Uh, Morris is playing, but he's playing uh, sort of left left wing. Um, but the returns are coming more... back from ironically now, right? Yeah, I think. Um, well, he's got three penalties this year, but he, he I think he's got quite a few assists as well. Obviously, got that the uh, rescued a point at Burnley with the. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it should have been disallowed, Dan. You know it. Well, you say no, that, but there's been, it, a, <laughs> there's been a lot of decisions recently when goalies aren't getting these free kicks. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, and there was nothing wrong with the one scored against my team, mate. That one should have been disallowed. I'm, I'm absolutely certain of that. Um, but Morris obviously started the last two in this deeper role. There's 16 FPL points in there. There was a seven-pointer at Burnley as a substitute. It was a seven-pointer at Sheffield United as a substitute. This is all inside the last five. Is it because Adebayo's been the one playing central and scoring the goals that we may be overlooking? Is Morris, as you said, I mean, he'd definitely be on the pens, wouldn't he? Yeah, but we finally got uh, clarity um, against Newcastle. Um, they hadn't both been on the pitch at the same time. Um, but yeah, it's Morris now. Um, yeah, there is the risk, though, in it in a double or something like that where they could drop him Morris and play like a Jacob Brown or a Townsend or, or move a Benny up. So but you think Adebayo yeah. would be safe? I think so. Yeah. They, they seem to be managing him more. Whereas like um, we, we played the FA cup. He was the first one off and, and things like that. So yeah. Tomo, what Luton you got at the moment? I don't have any right now. Are you planning to? Um, I might get Doe, I think, this week. Um, I've, I've, I'm struggling in defence right now, so I've got to pick someone up. So I can't afford to get to Trent or Robertson. So I was thinking maybe I'm moving instead. So Doughty's 4-5 now. And I imagine you'll get some more interest um, before the weekend, as it might be 4.6 by the time people hear this, possibly. Is there another option there, Dan? At 3.9 in telling Mengi. Yeah, I, th- I think he's first choice Mengi. Um, but it's weird. A, a lot of our centre-backs have had like knocks and niggles throughout the season. So that's why uh, Mengi didn't play against Brighton um, and Burt came in. But then he's got the um, shot. Despite you winning 4-0, I think that's what's key. Despite you winning 4-0, he's gone straight back in then. Yeah, he. to be honest... I, he he wasn't even brought in to be to be a starter this season. I'm pretty sure he was brought in as a developmental player. Just he's not even he doesn't even have to be included in the 25 man squad. He's that young, but okay. yeah, I think I think we're we're going to struggle to keep him past this year. I think if you had to buy a Mengi or Bell, if, I, I presume you know if you're going cheaper than Doughty, it probably is a money orientated decision. We get that. Which one? Both three point nine. Probably lean Mengi, just yeah. because I don't think I don't think Bell doesn't go up for set pieces or anything like that. So there's nothing in that at all. If you uh, so, what's your plans then? What you I presume you going treble? You getting a triple captaincy out and all that? And you Dan or, or, or no, did you spunk that on Carlton Morris earlier in the season? I did captain Carlton Morris, but I didn't didn't put the the triple captain. I um I think I'll bring Doughty in. Um, I haven't brought him in. 
the last two times I brought in the defender, it's been a 50-50 with him and I went Gabriel and then it's stupid. And the second time I, I was a bit worried he'd play right wing back. Um, yeah, you, you can't go wrong with Dowie. It's There's not going to be much clean sheets, but he's so involved. Um, he's on it, all the corners. And I read somewhere that um, Luton getting a corner is like a penalty. Um and it, it sort of feels like that. The delivery have been very good recently. Um, yeah, so I think Doughty is probably the, the top of your list, I think. His returns um, in your last six games, uh, seven of the last eight, the blank is against Manchester City. Two, two games on top of that, that he didn't get an attacking return. He actually kept a clean shape against Newcastle and Brighton. Respectively, so I mean, there, there's something there, Dane. Home clean sheet against Brighton, particularly. I know Newcastle had a lot of injuries at the time, not to be sniffed at. And I mean, we could look at the Manchester United game as kind of similar caliber of opponent, mate. So it could be there. Yeah, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to the home games. I think um, we've got a point. We could be anyone at home now. I think um, we've we've played all the the really top top lot apart from Villa, who we have in. I think maybe about a month's time. Um, yeah, 27. So yeah, yeah there, there's no... We're not scared at home. We're, we're going to go man for man and we're going to press you. Tomo, what do you do on Saturday? Do you do you try? Do you go there and try and win? Or is it a case of what a draw would be a good result on the face of it? How, how do you think you'll treat it? Well, we've got to win, right? I mean, <laughs> I think we've got well, to win every too game. late for draws, yeah, but... Oh, Wilder sold that way last, you know, few weeks. I mean, we've been, we've been, obviously taking the Villa game out, but we've played all right, to be fair, last few games. The Palace, we give it a good go. Um, you know, the Brian game and the FA Cup was a crazy game. That could have been any kind of score. Uh, we look like we're going to score goals going forward. It's mm. just that midfield, it just gets bypassed and the defence is obviously not great. Um, but so that, I think it could be that's... a high-scoring game. That's part of the point, though, isn't it? If I, if I reflect on some of the games, you know, even the Villa night, you deserved the point, mate. No doubt. Um, yeah. And you very nearly won at my place very early in the season, right? And they were yeah. resolute defensive performances with respect where people aren't breaking through your midfield. You're not having yeah. someone like a Barkley run through you because you're standing there and looking at him and saying, what have you got? So you can go there and be defensive and that might be your best chance of winning rather than you go there and go, right, let's go 4 3, three and attack them because they'll create yeah. against you. You know that. So it might be going there and being very defensive might be your best route getting a result, mate. Yeah. Um, set pieces worry me. We're very poor at set pieces defensively. Um, McBurney, we've got to hope McBurney's fit because he's a very big piece for us defensively from set pieces. Um, and obviously I've seen Lewin play many times this season and, I can see them scoring a few. I think that's another reason Doi is a good buy this week. Do we think uh, Evo, not from League Two, Gribich, will be available this weekend? I freaking hope so. <laughs> to be fair, I think the stat was he conceded seven goals from his first eight shots. Come back, five, League One, Wesley is forgiven. Brian. Oh, he's conceded five. <laughs> so they scored five Brian and he conceded two at Palace before he got took off. To be fair, one of it, there's only one of them that he could have probably saved. So, you know. Uh, oh, yeah, he definitely so. should have saved as a second, mate. Bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah. He's definitely going to be number one, though, isn't he? Either way, moving Wilders, forward. Wilder said that. Man, yeah. uh, then uh, Wes put some weird things on his Instagram, having a poke at Wilder. So I was even surprised he even played of the weekend. I thought one of the other keepers, but you know, I guess they worked it out. Is there any Sheffield United sitting in your squad at the moment? No, I don't have any money. Dan, any in yours? For a while at the start, I had um, I had Bulldog, I had um, I had James McAtee for ages. I've been playing three four three all season, so I had McAtee. I actually think he's probably a better option now than he was when when I had him. Um, yeah, yeah, he feels like the one Tomer, doesn't he? I've mentioned him a bit recently. Yeah. That he he generally can be considered, can't he? Yeah, he's very good. He's a good player, and he's he's starting every week. He might not he might not start the weekend. I wouldn't be surprised because uh, obviously against Villa, they played Souza, Brooks, and McAtee in a three. Doesn't work, and that's why we got a pass through. Um, you know, while the guy's formation totally wrong the weekend. So, do you think it, it felt to me like he was very much influenced by the draw at Villa a few weeks ago and it working? Yeah. Yeah, we played a bit more attacking this time though, because we had Perez and Diaz and yeah. Sula and McAtee. Um and basically we had three three people, three defenders marking Watkins, and then, you know, Telemans and McGinn had so much space. So that was kind of the challenge. <laughs> yeah, if it was McAtee is I, I can only really see people buying him if they've got to go right to the bottom level, if you've got to go sort of sub Garnacho. I think yeah. with, with the fixtures coming up, United would have yourselves in 29 if the game goes ahead, Fulham at home in 26. I think people are more likely to go down that route than McAtee at the moment. But we've said, if you have to come down to the 4.5 bracket, and of course Barkley as well as, as Garnacho, if you have to come right down to the 4.5 bracket, then then yeah, I think he can be, he'd, he'd be considered. There's nothing there for you, Dan, that you'd recommend above McAtee at that bottom end. Is there, you wouldn't say like Laconga or anything like that, I presume? No, no, I, I think Jordan Clark's been playing, but I do worry if um, there'll be a bit of rotation because we've got Brown back, Townsend, Teve, Chong. Yeah, I don't think so at the minute. Actually, Lakanga's um, the same price as Barkley anyway, so I was working on the assumption he was definitely 4.5 or lower. Yeah, McAtee, I think you could consider Tomo. What about Diaz at 5 I guess when you're comparing that with Barkley and Garnacho now feels tough, but he knows where the onion yeah. bag is, doesn't he, Tomo? He's good. I've been very impressed with him. You know, when he's coming, look, he's been very good for us. Um, you know, takes his chances. I, I saw this in the championship. It's clinical. Um, he gets on the. He's very seems to be very streaky. You know, talking to a few Blackburn fans, they said the same. When he's when he's on this kind of form, he scores a lot. But I don't know. I don't, I won't go there to bed personally. What's happening with the number nine? What's what's the best choice now? I feel like it's flip flopped a lot recently. Um, so this is what I don't know now. Like, I think obviously Sula, long terms where we're going to go. I could see him playing a lot of games next season. So maybe that's why Wilder keeps playing him. But Bernie just can't keep fit. I don't know what's going on with him. It's again, you know, every week it's he plays a couple of games and misses a couple of games. Um, so, but I mean, McBurney's going to play if, if, uh, his fit, but I just see them rotating a lot this year, rest of the season. 
if you owned a Sula or Archer, what, what would you say to people that do? Well, that's Archer's kind of a funny one right now. And uh, my explanation is that obviously this buy thing we got with Villa is going back at the end of the season, right? Unless okay. we stay up. So is it Wilder just trying to see who he's got now? That's cause... throwing the towel in, isn't it? Oh, I, I, I guess, yeah. I, I don't know. It's uh, I mean, we've got 17 players out of contract in the summer. It's a lot. So it's uh, we have tied down some of the younger players over this January window, which has been good. But um, you know, but we haven't really bought other than the keeper. You know, we got Diaz loan, Holgate loan. So these these players aren't going to be here. I don't know what we're going to do. Mason Holgate, that was a good debut, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, for, so he's played two debuts this year. Lost five, five more, both, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we mentioned it on the main pod. That's that's one hell of a stat. Uh, Andre Brooks yeah. is actually uh, looks a, looks a good talent, doesn't he? Oh yeah, he's very good. Yeah, very impressed with him. Um, we signed him down to a long term deal, which was uh, big. Um, he's going to be key for us next year. He's played really well. He's athletic and gets around the pitch, but he's only what nineteen. So you know, I he's one of your better players, mate. Already, he is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think he's going to play a lot. Um, so I'll so. take it if because um, this this might be a thing, honestly, where people need to come down to a four point three forward. Say if people are trying to force in Salah all of a sudden, I take it. Therefore, now you would say Osula rather than Archer. Yeah, I think Osula is going to play probably start off the games, but then he's also always going to come on too because McBurney never plays more than. 70 minutes so you're going to get at least get a Sula you know and he's, he's a threat he's just you can't his finish is not great but he is a threat you know he's, he's fast he's strong you know so he got behind a few times you know he might hopefully he'll score a couple though and he's season. uh he's Rian Brewster a threat to him as well <laughs> um <laughs> well he's back now right so he is yeah <laughs> um you know, I'm still pulling for him. I, I hope the best, but I don't see him. Uh, I think you'll get minutes, but I don't I don't see anything. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think the tackle we put in against West Ham would have gone down well in the, the dressing room afterwards, to be honest. Uh, no. For Baldock owners? Yeah. yeah, so Baldock, another one. Um, he's sounding like from Wilder, so he was out for a few weeks. Another one who's injury prone. Um and I kind of tweeted at the weekend. So Baldock and Bogle are both out of contracts in the summer. Um, and we've got Sariki, who's like one of the young guys. We've signed him a long-term deal. So I foresee us signing Bogle and letting Baldock go. Um, I think it's age and injury prone. I know he wants to play in Greece. So I... Yeah, it was linked with AEK Athens, wasn't it? Yeah, he's obviously Greek international somehow. I don't know. Granddad or something, I don't know, but I don't think he's uh, we're gonna see him much now for the FPL managers. Is that a sell if you can and leave it third sub if you can't? Is it is that, is that the scenario here? Pretty much, yeah. I don't think he's gonna play much. That's it, Dan, with things like because somebody will be sitting there with that and thinking, Can I go Mengi or Bell? Right? So I think there will be a little bit of interest there, particularly I think with Mengi. I think we'll get the advantage over Bell from that perspective. So, so you think you're only going to go with a one, Dan? I think so, yeah. I'd... Ah, yeah you're getting that in bio. I'd, I, you're going to do it, aren't you? No, no. no, no. I, I can't. 
I don't really want to get Dowdy just because I'm worried that his form's going to go up, uh, go off a cliff. But yeah, my, my defense is a bit of a mess. I've got um, currently have Carl Will and uh, Charlie Taylor. I, I need to sort it out. So um, yeah, it's, I think Dowdy's the one coming in. Okay. So definitely Barkley in midfield, definitely added by over Morris. Give much thought to Kaminsky. I've, I've thought about it a bit more over the weekend, despite you can say it in four. Yeah, I've, he's a decent option. I've got Dubravka and Ariola. So. Same too. Well, yeah. I'm thinking though, is Dan, this is what a lot of people be thinking. And again, we, we must reiterate we're pre recording this on Monday, just in case science announced. You'll have obviously heard speculation about 28 and the Bournemouth game yeah. maybe going in there. Now, that would give you a double, admittedly two away games, but Palace and Bournemouth, I think you'd still want some of it. Now, obviously, if the Forest game goes in a 29 as well, then in 28 you're getting steamed into. So you part look at it now, well, the only reason not to steam in now is the fact that you don't play in 26. Yeah. But then you should also remember that you would have played Liverpool in 26. So no one would have wanted to start your assets anyway. Yeah, that's true. Should should we just get on with it and now use the Liverpool game as as the bonus? Yeah, I, there's definitely been um, a lot more interest in Adebayo and and Barkley. Like, I wouldn't rule it out, but um, I'm already on Ganacho. Like I, I want to try and get Liverpool players, uh, and I've still got to get Haaland back in the team. So it's yeah, it's it's probably just not going to work work out for me. At the minute, obviously, if we get the double, then maybe maybe punt on another one further down the line. Tom, as you said, you told everyone to Captain Watkins last week. So, to Adebayo this week, or or is it City player or Liverpool player? Are you going to be sensible about this? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to Captain Watkins player, I don't think. <laughs> um, but I definitely will be targeting as moving forward, especially when we're away from home. As well, even though we got bad, but you know, I think that certain teams and players I'll be definitely captain against us a lot. I think the rest of the season. Yeah, you're looking at things like 26 kind of Wolves. Um, if there was any doubt yeah. about Holland at Bournemouth, then there might be one that appeals. Admittedly, Watkins got Forest at home as well. You've got Arsenal at home and City play Manchester United, and obviously that if that 28 double was to happen. I mean, Solanke's going to be all the rage from... Sorry, Dan, but he would be. Uh, Solanke would be all the range for cap, rage for captaincy, wouldn't he? And if you play in 29, it's United away. And then there's a case to even maybe one week punt yeah. to like some Rashfords or something if people want to at that stage. Yeah. Yeah. Does it unfortunately feel like that, Tomo? You've got to go and target. Yeah. Yeah. You know, is what it is. I would have felt a lot worse if I didn't Captain Watkins, I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, I hear you. Do you think Burnley are gone as well? Oh, yeah. I think they're just as bad as us. Honestly. Do you think you can finish above them? I hope we can finish. Yeah, I hope we can. I, I still is, think there's a chance. This is the point, Tomo. If Everton and Forest get slapped bad <laughs> and you can still finish above Burnley, then you could stay up. I'd, I'd, I'd be so funny if you stayed up in like 22 points or something like that. Because <laughs> Everton have been deducted 20 points. Uh, I wish you the very best of luck, though, Tomo, and to you as well, Dan. Yeah. Uh, let's do some predictions before we finish. Uh, go on, Dan. Give us a prediction for Saturday. Yeah, I know this might sound a bit crazy. Um, this will probably be our only game this season where we'll be the favourite. We've obviously already played Burnley twice. So the last two games at, at Kenilworth Road was was it draws. Um, 
I think we'll win it 2-1, but I, I don't think it'll be quite as comfortable as maybe everyone will think. Yeah, it's different pressure, isn't it? Yeah. When the expectation's on you, it can really hit at the bottom of the table. I'd add, though, Dan, you know, Forrest at home in, in 29 as well, I think. If, if you maintain yeah. this form and the way you're playing, you'll, you'll probably go mm. into that as favourites as well, I, I should imagine. Go on, Tomer. I, I don't know. Um, I'm going to go 3 2 Lewin. I think the big holes in it. I think we're going to give it a go. I think it'll be. I don't know. Lewin has our number. You know, when we played them at home, we were 2 1 up, playing well. Didn't concede the shot on target and lost 3 2. So I think we kind of own one a little bit. But realistically, I think a 3 2, 3 1 Lewin. But I wouldn't be surprised if we win. I wouldn't be surprised. That's how football works, right? Yeah, so it's. Yeah, that pressure, it is strange when, uh, particularly, I think for your club, particularly as well, Dan, because the size of the club and what you've achieved over these yeah. years, you will have gone into nearly every game here. I think even probably when you played Burnley at home, most of us thought Burnley yeah. would beat you, at, yeah. and they did at, at that point. But it's changed recently, and that brings about a very, very different pressure. Like, does the crowd start behaving differently? Is there not a sense of entitlement, but that expectation rather than all oh, we know that the, the, the players need us. We've got to get behind them. Kenilworth Road might not feel quite like Kenilworth Road in a sense at the weekend, particularly if they just sit behind the ball. I think that's the best thing you can do, Tomo. I agree. Yep. Yeah. I think we're wounded animal a little bit right after last week. You know why there's going to get some kind of reaction out of him. Yeah. I wish you both the very best of luck. Thank you both, gents. Uh, Dan, anything you want to plug before you go? Um, I'm on uh, Twitter or X at, at Dan Luke Ashby, and I am the host of uh, Gaffer. We, me and Angus do a, a podcast for the, the championship fantasy game, and that's at uh, EFL underscore fantasy. Good stuff. Top pod. That is Tomo. Anything you want to plug, mate? Just Twitter, FPL and Scoreblade, if you want to come have a laugh during the game. <laughs> yes, your your in-game commentaries are are the best of all the correspondence, Tomo. Don't, don't, don't ever give it up, mate. Thank you both so much. Uh, I'll be streaming on Friday, scheduled for 12 o'clock. But as I said, we are pre-recording this on Monday, so that might change. Next week's Clash of Correspondence should be out for you. On Tuesday, ahead of double game week 25, yes, Manchester City versus Brentford with Johnny Pringle and Tom Med. Just sees me to say thanks again so much to Dan and to Tomo. Good luck, gents. Cue music, please. Man, child. Podcast Network.